0: Okay, there we go. Sorry for the slightly late start. It's 103. Um Welcome to Unchat Live. We are hopefully, I'm going to check on here because it's the best way of doing it. Hopefully we're live as well uh, to the running community on Facebook. If you are in the running community and you're watching this live, then chuck us a comment in there so I can rest knowing securely that we are actually live on your page. I'm going to go in there with a look as well. Alan, hi, Matt, fantastic. What a mate, thank you very much. And I enjoyed very much your interview, Mr. Podcast Star. That was great. Running community are doing their own podcast or webcasting as well now, so and that was great. Um, I'm looking forward to the others. Great, so I'll take Alan's word for it. We are live in the running community as well, and we're live on uh, facebook.com forward slash Matt Phillips. OCL. Great, well, welcome to, what are we now? 47, is it? We're getting towards the 50. We're gonna have to do something special for 50. Um, and it is a plantar fasciitis special which i'm very excited about and i'm really pleased that the uh, running community on facebook are on board because this is a real topic which yes therapists need to know about but also wow runners need to know about as well we know that it can affect up to about what's eight percent prevalence in uh, runners um, it's one of the big running related injuries we've all got a one in ten chance of developing it at some point in our life whether we're runners or not so i'm really happy the running community are with us as always if you're new at the running community and you don't know how it works then all you need to do is just um, write a comment and I can choose, I have that power, being the host, to either bring it up or not on the screen. Uh, For example, Alan, I'll get on with Alan, so let's give Alan some, there you go Alan, there's your Andy Warhol moment. Your picture comes up as well, so um, fine, you can look great and you can get your comment out there and more importantly your questions, anything and everything to do with plantar fasciitis. So do feel free, don't feel embarrassed, do feel free to put comments up there if you have got questions that you don't want to ask personally, or then um, you can always email them to me. I've got my phone next to me in case it's something you're just a bit worried about asking it. As long as it's to do with plantar fasciitis and not something else. Um, so yeah, welcome. Right, before we do uh, bring up our guest, um, I'm very excited about Hamish Vickerman, creator of The Fasciitis Fighter, which is a word which is impossible to say without going, The Fasciitis Fighter. It's a great. I'm going to talk to him about what were some of the things he decided to not call it um, shortly. But before we do get in, into that and bring up Hamish, um, let's just have a look. Um, last week, hopefully you saw or have caught up with uh, the wonderful Emma Brockwell and Gronja Donnelly, um, all about Return to Running post see a fantastic episode it's very topical at the moment a lot of people are which is fantastic are getting onto it and reading it and hearing about it and talking about it um two leading women's health physiotherapists who have produced a fantastic guide and recently also published a great infographic as well which has been updated and so i do encourage you to have a look at youtube or if you prefer just listening then check it out on any of the podcast apps Um, really good episode. some great feedback and do check it out and Emma as well, not Gornia, sadly, but Emma um, is going to be one of the speakers of the Run Chat Live running conference as well. Um, so um, with that in mind, if you haven't got a ticket yet, well, you've missed the early birds, so you're going to pay full whack. Sorry, what can I do? But um, yeah, do go along to um, rcl2020.eventbrite.co.uk and grab yourself either a virtual or a face-to-face ticket. Is it going to be face-to-face? I'm getting more emails asking me that now. Is it, Matt? Is it? I don't know. Who knows boris doesn't even know how do i know but we what we're doing is we're working along the idea of yes it'll be face-to-face and virtual like last year or maybe it'll be face-to-face with just the national speakers because the internationals won't be able to make it over and we'll have a big screen for the international speakers that's point two which i'm kind of enjoying um, imagining at the moment or it'll be totally virtual but anyway of which of those three it will be happening And if you have bought a real life face-to-face ticket, then we will transfer it to the slightly cheaper virtual one and refund you the difference of those. But it will happen. So do get in there and buy your tickets um, at that address, which I'll put up magically at the bottom when I edit this afterwards. Um, Talking of the conference, um, at the end of this, Hamish Vickerman will be drawing a lucky winner to win one of the fasciitis fighters, um, which we're going to talk about now. Um, so as long as you bought a ticket um, between the beginning and well now, uh, then you could be in this bowl. We're going to do it traditional wise. We were talking about this. I'm so not a business person. I'm rubbish. I cut these out with scissors and put a biro on it and numbered them all. It's not what a businessman does. It's pathetic. it's pathetic. What a waste of time. But I like it and I think it looks more original. So that's why I did it. Right. Um, so there we go. Uh, before I bring um, oh, that's an interesting question here from Dave you already. Dave. Do I? I'll leave that up there for you. Can you actually do anything to get rid of it? Is that done in a Scottish accent or did I just read it like that? We'll come back to that, Davey. We will come back to that, I promise you. Uh, before I do get answer that question or Hamish does, uh, just a thanks to uh, Brighton Beard Company. Let's give them a little bit of a show up here because they are the sponsors and they do produce some fantastic essences and everything you could possibly need. Um, bring that up. There you go. Uh, www.thebrightonbeardcompany.co.uk. You do get a 15% discount if you put in the code RCL15. If you're bearded, you need some oil. You need some balm. You probably need a brush. You might not have a bag to put it in. You might want to buy a present for somebody else. Um, Mike James is bringing it back. Uh, Matt Scarsbrook is bringing it back. Um, A lot of people because of COVID-19 are just thinking, you know what? I need to look a little bit more masculine. I'm going to grow a beard. No, there's no point shaving. That's why they're growing beards. Um, so, yeah, if you do get into it, then uh, do make sure that you use that RCL15 discount. Um, there you go. Right, here we go. I'm going to bring up Hamish and we're going to talk about plantar fasciitis. Um, do please feel free to leave comments and questions. We will get to them when we see them. Um, there you go. So, right, without further ado, let's get rid of that. Let's be welcome. sorry to leave you down in the lobby for a while how are you i'm good, good yeah we, got you, sound. we were worried about sound for a while but it's okay now Fantastic. Um, where yeah. are you it looks very dark outside
1: yeah so it's um around yeah just after 10 o'clock on friday night so uh yeah big friday night for me here
0: <laughs> and here is where
1: uh gold coast australia what horrible
0: place what are you gold talking coast. about why yeah. no no i'm just to, You're uh, being to... sarcastic aren't you mm. um yeah i've been there myself fantastic place um fantastic thanks so much for joining us um on this plantar fasciitis special um what would you normally do in this time of night did you say you'd be having an early night you got kids haven't you
1: yeah i got a one-year-old and a three-year-old so i'd probably be in bed by now just trying to get as many z's in as possible before they either wake you up in the middle of the night or 5
0: (laughs) a.m i know exactly how you feel Mine is slightly older but i am in that state of oh my god i can't think properly right okay we're going to crack on straight with it then uh, there's no questions in there at the moment well, apart from one i don't know if we're going to go to straight is there anything well uh, well in answer to your question Davey, yes there is but just watch on we'll get to that eventually there is plenty of stuff you can do as long as you look at the evidence but before we do direct that uh, completely um, thank you matt scarsbrook for that comment by the way and um, just remove the foot it's very responsible is that that's the way it's going to go today <laughs> that's one option I'm not sure how evidence it is based. Well, it'll, it'll probably lead to other complications. Maybe try some conservative management first. But let's go first of all with plant fasciitis. Lots of people think they got it. It's a bit of an umbrella term. Over to you, Hamish. How do you define, how does somebody know if they have actually got plant fasciitis and should we even be using that term?
1: Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a pretty broad term, I suppose. Um, you know, It's probably the first thing people think of when you know, they've got some heel pain or foot pain, but um, there, there are some other possibilities or differential diagnoses um, when, when we do get pain in the heel or foot. Um, predominantly with plantar fasciitis or, or plantar heel pain, as we, we call it, um, or plantar fasciopathy or plantar fasciosis. We'll probably chat about, a bit more about this. Um, yeah, it's, it's normally that uh, morning pain um, right on the sort of medial heel, uh, calconeal tubercle, if we sort of push on it um, and running up into the plantar fascia on the base of the foot. So normally we'll feel it first thing in the morning, um, but also with prolonged activity on our feet, um, yeah, or, or sustained time off our feet and jumping back on our feet again during the day. So um, What's the g- deal generally with can...
0: the air side? Why is it? I mean, that's quite a classic way of defining it maybe, but why does it tend to be on the inner side of the heel as opposed to kind of on the other side?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, probably just the anatomy and where the plantar fascia is inserting into the calcaneal tubercle, yeah. Uh, it, it does vary in its presentation um, where that pain is, but, uh, yeah, predominantly on that medial sort of tubercle.
0: And that morning symptoms quite kind of uh, a, a good indication as well, isn't it, getting out a bit? What do people describe it as normally?
1: Yeah, some nasty words.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> broken glass i read all the time that's why i try yeah, and get rid of that as yeah. a horrible analogy it's like how do you know it feels like walking on broken glass but that's yeah it shows yeah. up how it can be yeah. um so and it's pretty prevalent isn't it i mentioned in the introduction a lot of runners tend to get it um yeah, but yeah. it's big in the population as well do we know what causes it is that something which is very clear, or is it a bit cloudy? It's
1: it's, it's a bit cloudy. You're right. Yeah. So um, yeah, like it's around eight percent of runners. Uh, it's the third most common running injury. Um, so yeah, but obviously with running, there's a lot of increased load through the through the heel um, and foot. So you know we are likely to see more issues with the, with the plantar fascia. Um, although in the non-runner, it's still you know there's a 5 to 10% incidence of it as well. Um, so, yeah, we're seeing it s- slightly more in runners.
0: So what do, I, mean, I always find it interesting that, okay, people who are not running. Why are they getting it? Let's take the running out of the equation because then maybe we could transfer it over. So what are the, some of the reasons why? Uh,
1: so factors, uh, BMI, um, body weight, um, potentially a lack of ankle dorsiflexion or range of motion, um, and some occupational stuff like long periods on our feet have been, there's some evidence for that, for those factors um, contributing to it.
0: Yeah, I guess the um, long, distance, long time on your feet kind of works if you're running on, tap, on top of that as well and spending a long time on your feet. Yeah, but it is a bit of a tricky, I mean, when you said like high BMI or something, runners automatically assume if you're heavier, you're more likely to get it. But I treat a lot of very skinny, light runners who've got practically no body fat at all. So it's, it's a weird one. I suppose load, we'll see later on, the load is the uh, the important one, If you demand, making too much demands of it. So if we go before the, I want to lead up to why you created the fasciitis fight by having a look at what um, traditional treatments are. And in doing so, people who are listening and watching, if any of these traditions, if you've got any traditional treatments or things which you've done, which have either worked or not worked, then do feel free to leave them in the comments. Um, but yeah, pre, if we do before um, the research came out in 2014, what were some of the traditional ways of dealing with plantar fasciitis?
1: Yeah, so I suppose people would be pretty familiar with stretching, um, maybe the ice, the frozen rolling bottle of the ice on the foot or a, or a golf ball, um, taping or foces or uh, yeah, there's you know injections, corticosteroid injections. Um, there's there's quite a number of different treatments, but probably stretching and yeah, rolling, and some sort of
0: support potentially were probably the more common ones. And in your experience as a clinician, I mean, were they kind of working much? Do they can people get by with that? Or?
1: Look, that's the thing. Some people do really well with these. There's so many different treatments and, you know, if you listen to people's stories and what's and helped them, you know, some things work for people, doesn't work for others. Um, even like loading we'll talk about, you know, it just doesn't work for everyone as much as I'd like to think it does. It, it doesn't. So pain and injury is complex and we can't, um, unfortunately, find that silver bullet that just is going to fix everyone's, you know, plantar fascia. Um, is one of the
0: tricky things, isn't it? Some people do nothing apart from stretching and they get better so we kind of think well it must be in the stretching that's sorted out then probably unless it's going to get better anyway but
1: yeah with time natural natural history
0: i did put a question out that what do people do and i think steve cole's almost desperate message came up let's just show this in the stream thanks (coughs) steve conning communities we're not sure about top tips there's nothing is working exclamation mark and there's a laughter uh, kind of icon there but i think there's tears coming those tears are real tears there's not laughter tears because it is frustrating he says i roll my foot slash massage it with a frozen water bottle each night and i use a hard massage ball once a day plus regular stretching it still kills each evening especially after a run i think that's summed up nicely what most people do with it i don't know whether he's been to see anybody for it if you're in here steve let me know but that sounds like a lot of the stuff which most clinicians will recommend as well isn't it really
1: it's a yeah i fairly he's sort of yeah, treatment option. Yeah,
0: what is it? Um, what's your feeling? Let's look at them one by one. I mean, the icing, for example. What, in your experience, what if the icing does help? How's it helped, and is it going to be a short, or long-term thing, or?
1: Yeah, so I suppose if we're we're sort of pushing the icing, you know, inflammation of the plantar fascia, which is a, you know, people are often told the plantar fascia is inflamed and. And so, yeah, you think, well, if it's inflamed, I should probably ice it, um, settle the inflammation, help the pain. Um, also, some icing would have some pain relieving sort of effects as well. So, yeah, that's why you know that's a that's a go to treatment option for a lot of people.
0: But it's um, kind of not going to last forever, is it? It's not kind of getting yeah, it's,
1: yeah. It's just it's just going it. to have some very short term um, transient effects.
0: Yeah. So looking at, and Steve, I did ask you permission to use this thing up here, and I really am going to milk it now. But so, for example, you said nothing's working. So here we go. The first one, ice will get rid of the pain for a while, but it's not really going to do anything long term to make it go away. You're still going to hurt again. The next one you said was, uh, let's have a look. You massage the ball once a day, a hard massage ball. Some people really dig into it, like lacrosse ball. I mean, I I say like I I, I, I got lacrosse balls in clinic probably, I don't know, 2007 or 8 I remember ordering a load of lacrosse thinking these will hit the spot Um, what's your feeling on that digging in Uh,
1: yeah personally I I probably don't really try and push on that sore spot too much at all to be honest Um, you know if if the client or patient comes in and they they get relief with rolling or pushing on it then you know I'm not going to say stop doing it but you know I, I it's probably you know maybe do it more on the the uh, not on not over the very point of the plantar fascia you know the, the heel but maybe the more the midfoot um, you know more of a pain relieving tool but not changing the narrative that you know they're not most people think they may maybe stretching out the fascia or deforming the fascia or loosening it up um, but you know often you know just that. Uh, that input is having some sort of physiological effect and causing, giving some pain relief.
0: I think that's a danger where some people do feel well, it's the same as having a really, really painful massage or kind of getting into extreme CrossFit mentality where you're kind of massaging each other with lead pipes and things. It's If it's hurting, we always automatically think, well, it must be doing something really good here. And, and we yeah. know that's kind of not the case. But I think it, it's the same as always. If something's really hurting here, it's probably not going to help at all. It's just making it even more sensitised, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and interesting is you know there's a bit of research around uh, tendons and, and and that we're still sort of starting to think of the plantar fascia as a bit like a tendon, and we know with tendons is um, you know we don't really want to poke them and prod them. We you know we used to rub them and poke needles into them, but we're sort of learning that you know we should probably just leave them alone um, from a from a you know manual therapy prodding sort of point of view. Um, so potentially same with the plantar fascia. any sensitive body tissue if we keep poking it and prodding it is that really going to help
0: there we go steve okay and um, don't take it personally steve i did ask you if i could use this but this is to help you in the long run Um, so the first thing icing makes the pain go down for a while you might think well this is sorted but it's not going to be a long-term thing poking it could potentially be irritating it if we have got sensitized tissue on the bottom of the sole there at the time when anything hurts if you cause pressure on the body somewhere or just pinch your earlobe or your thumb that the pain will stop because your system's kind of stimulated by something else and often that's enough to make pain disappear we do it all the time but again it's probably just a temporary end and and the next morning or after the next run that's when it could come back with a vengeance you could be making it worse that was your second one uh the stretching okay so the stretching stretching's been a little bit supported by research i think i think it's included What's the idea behind the stretching and how is it that people are supposed to stretch it? What did you, do you still give patient stretching?
1: Um, I, I probably give a bit of stretching, uh, extending the the big toe to wind up the plantar fascia or the windlass. Um, and then it's one of those things, you know, some people might find it helpful, some people won't. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give them the option, I suppose, like any, any exercise. Um, the, there's other, you know, there's different types of stretches. A lot of people stretch their calves um, or a combination of the calf and a calf and a plantar fascia stretch. Uh, we've got our um, Strasburg socks that people are quite familiar with where they have the foot under stretch all night. Um, and I, I haven't experienced it myself and not too many um, patients I've treated have used it, but a few that have find it very, very uncomfortable and difficult. So... Um, yeah, um, that's So, one. for the
0: runners in here, you mentioned like extension of the toe. So, could you, it's probably easy to show, but I'm not going to ask you to get your feet out this time of night. But, what is it, could you, with words, describe the idea? You mentioned the windlass mechanism. So, what is it people should be doing and testing for to see whether the stretch is actually going to target the fascia or, or not?
1: So, if, So, if you extend your big toe, so like if you're extending your big toe upwards, this will put tension along the, the windless mechanism or the plantar fascia. Um, you know, if the plantar fascia is really sensitized, even just extending the big toe will will make them aware of that. Um, so, yeah, that's the base around the stretch is you, you, you're placing that plantar fascia under, under tension when you extend the toe.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you might let anyone at home in the moment kind of giving it a go, then yeah. I mean, if you're really suffering from it, you'll probably feel it straight away. But yeah, you're pulling that, big toe back and then feeling the that that kind of ridge on the inside of your arch tighten and lengthen kind of like that's what's actually you're trying to yeah you'll feel you'll feel a
1: band you know, or a taut sort of band yeah yeah that's the idea and i, th- and I think and that's the you know that's the reason we get that morning pain is that we initially put a stretch through the plantar fascia and that that tissue hasn't had a stretch for eight hours or however long the person's been supine for so um that initial stretch is um yeah, perceived a bit as a bit of a threat to the to the body
0: yeah. which is why we kind of say don't judge your recovery by how you feel first thing in the morning in those first kind of few minutes um, I've, I've got runners who hobble for the first 10 seconds every single morning and then they'll go and do a 15 16 minute park run so it's not a guide you might have it for the rest of your life it's how you function afterwards and outside that counts so anyway so steve we've just had a look at three things and i've used the example because it's typically three things which people will do regularly even the stretching by itself or in combination with what you're doing it's so tricky to say whether what you're doing works but the rest of the show is about looking at the evidence and particularly with what researching it was 2014 wasn't it when michael came along and did some research and ended up eventually with you creating the fasciitis fighter so yeah so what what came along talk me through um and the runners as well and any therapist watching what was so special about um rathliff's studies and what did it highlight and how did things change in terms of treatment
1: yeah so as you mentioned in 2014 um michael rathliff um did a a study uh, comparing some high load strength training. So um, they compared that with uh, a stretching group um, and over the, so they did it over 12 months. um, But the high load strength training group showed a a better outcome um, over the first 12 weeks of the study um, compared to the stretching group. Uh, so a significant improvement compared to the stretching group. Um, interestingly, at six and 12 months, things evened off. Um, so there, there wasn't a, a, a difference. Um, but, you know, potentially that was because the, the strength training group were already feeling better, but, you know, it's hard to tell as well. So, so this, uh, yeah, it was like the first study to, to look at how some strength training or loading would, would um, benefit the plantar fascia um, compared to traditional uh, methods like we just discussed
0: and the key word probably being high load there because i know some runners just love experimenting with just doing hill raises on their steps at home and kind of bopping up and down and stuff but when they say high load what sort of kind of load are we talking about what were some of the guidelines in terms of whether you really are exposing enough load to that plantar fascia
1: so that that study, um, so they rolled up the the towel to extend the big toe. So how we were just dis- discussing uh, just just previously. Yep. So so the calf raise was performed with the the big toe extended maximally at the end of range. Um, the they were advised to do it on a single leg, so so just a single leg calf raise. Um, however, if they couldn't tolerate that load, they would be doing a, a double leg calf raise to begin. Um, and then they started off at uh, twelve rep max, so three sets of twelve reps. Um, and then this was progressed uh, to ten reps of four sets and then five sorry I mean eight reps of five sets so um plus adding f- weight max. so
0: yeah adding, um, max there's probably some runners who are like what you just stop at 12 for the hell of it
1: or so yeah 12 is where you're as many as as much weight as you knew over 12 repetitions yep
0: so you have to stop You, you yeah. literally,
1: you, you, you're, you're, you're
0: knackered do you use the word failure or i'm having a bit of a chat with Kim chat at the do you like using that word or is that kind of diminishing and kind of make you think um, to, yeah to
1: for, for, yeah complete fatigue or failure
0: yeah, it's 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 just, um, I've used failure I <clears throat> think it's because I used to lift weights and stuff and it's always like yeah take it to failure dude. take it to failure you can't do anymore but I like telling runners that the reason failure is not an ugly word you literally take it so you can't do anymore yeah, and I'm yeah. sure many runners in here who have maybe done attempted some exercises or doing their hill lifts It's not their fault. Physios, not just physios, but healthcare professionals do tend to hand out, oh yeah, do three sets of 10. And they don't stress enough that we only say 10 because the idea is you can't do more than 10. It's reaching that failure, isn't it? Which is, I'll say it again, it's reaching that point of total fatigue, which in theory will make or stimulate the the adaptions that are necessary. And these photos which show people doing calf raises, are a really difficult photo to show in a magazine because they haven't got room to show the whole person they can't show the backpack i think in the study they used backpacks didn't they with books yeah I just stuff. Yeah, yeah. or maybe you're holding a dumbbell or something or but they never show that in the magazines they only show a foot going up and down which doesn't give you an indication there's actually weight on the end of it yeah but yeah, like you said a single foot can make a difference um but for a lot of runners who are strong anyway you're not going to reach fairly with just your body weight you're going to have to grab some stuff
1: yeah, and with that's what we find a lot of people are just under dosing, um, so we're not getting those those adaptations um, or or you know building up that load that we need to to run on. Um, Saying that, a lot of people, yeah, go on. A lot of people, you know, have a, if they have a very sensitized plantar fascia, you know, they can't tolerate too much. So it might be that it's a double leg calf raise, or um, yeah, it is just body weight until they you know progress to to loading it up
0: oh definitely I've, I've had that myself and um fortunately i had one of your fasciitis fighters but in my stage of treatment i was trying to use and it was just too early i wasn't able to actually do one of those using mm. the fasciitis or a towel it was just too early and comparing it to the other leg it's only when you run as you might surprise yourself Anybody suffering from symptoms like this just do a comparison you might have never tried it do a comparison of how if you can go up onto one toe onto uh just on one foot and uh, maximum height compared to the other foot and you amaze yourselves and then a the coin will drop and go jesus i didn't realize how weak i was on this foot if you want to solve that and obviously you'll get stronger and that's where the kind of whole loading thing comes into it um i've got my crib sheet as well tempo talk to me about tempo because runners will just if you say three sets of 10 they're just going to bop up and down and finish it and go but what did the yeah. paper say about tempo
1: so the the, the guide was three seconds um, up or concentric, and then a two-second isometric hold or just a, a static hold at the top, and then a three-second eccentric lower uh, drop-down.
0: Um, so that's quite so a that's like six seconds a rep, you're trying to do 10, that's like a minute on each leg.
1: Yeah, 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 it's,
0: uh, yeah, it's working pretty hard. I think runners have got that patience. That's uh, so each. So if you're doing each foot with a little gap in between, there's three minutes just for one set. And if you're doing three sets, that's about ten minutes. And I can't imagine anyone is bothering with that. But that's an idea of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, that
1: the study, the the exercise was every second day, so it's not a hmm. you know multiple time a day exercise. It was once every second day.
0: Yeah. So you're you're hitting it properly and using the right tempo, but then you're not wasting your time doing it. Did they just was it just once a day they did it? Every second day? Second day, yeah. yeah Okay. And how many sets, how many times did they repeat it during a day? I can't remember.
1: And just once, just the once.
0: Just once. Cool. It's making it worthwhile. It's doing the exercises with an intention as opposed to just looking at your bit of paper, physio has given you, and just going through the motions. Let's have a little look so far. Before we go on to how the fasciitis fighter actually steps in here, excuse the pun and kind of helps with this, let's have a little look at some questions. Let's bring some stuff up. Alan, we've already mentioned. Let's give a shout out to other people in here. Timothy Grigg, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Chris is in the house. Trevor's in the house. Just talking to Sharon, apparently. that's fine. Hi, Trevor. How are you, mate? <laughs> Stephen Dunbar has a little question here. Do running hills agitate plantar fasciitis, as this is why I picked it up? Okay, so let's, before we go on to the fighter, what do you think about hills, Hamish?
1: Yeah, potentially uh, that hill... Required more more load tolerance through the plantar fascia, so yeah, that's that's reasonable to think it it stirred it up just because yeah, there was more more force going through the the plantar fascia than it was used to.
0: How Um, quick do you take away running? Because a lot of runners, I don't know. Do you try and keep people running, or is it likely that if they've reached a certain level, that they're going to have to stop running and calm tissues down? How do you how do you measure it?
1: Yeah, it's very individual, Matt. yeah just yeah, how bad it is, what their tolerance is like. you know you don't you, you try not take away running from runners. you know it's the, one of the worst things you can you can do. <laughs> but you know sometimes it, there is a you know w- where we do need to give it a, a break if it's really sensitized. Um, but yeah, often it can just be a decrease in volume or intensity, um, speed or taking away hills, so we can we can adjust the the running um to allow things to calm down enough uh, while we build it back up basically but yeah there are times where you've just got to have a break
0: yeah so as individual You need to talk to that's where you got to work with somebody and it's difficult in these covid19 times well not in australia because i mean what did you hit maybe 120
1: was it yeah we're, was pretty, that- yeah we're pretty lucky here We've- we've done pretty well but oh melbourne's had a uh, had another outbreak but um has it yeah in,
0: is it? Oh, right. yeah
1: just recently but yeah we're we're pretty further than in queensland
0: yeah. pretty spread out aren't you but yeah so it's tricky but even online diagnosis is is still definitely if you're suffering from the symptoms and get an online consultation there's a lot that can be done online by um therapists who are in the know they're evidence-based um and then okay. they will let you know if you can run or not like like you say hamish if we can keep you running then we do and sometimes it's better to keep running because if you stop running it just opens up the door to even more sensitization and problems when you start running so yeah I'm but get it checked it. out and um, what we've got here Leslie peterson says hey will you guys be mentioning plantar fasciitis rupture i'm dealing with it now is it any different to rehabilitate than normal okay hamish i'm sorry about putting you on the spot with these but you are the fasciitis fighter <laughs> creator so you can answer everything
1: Apparently, yeah. So, look, yeah. So, a rupture depends on their function, I suppose, and, and their symptoms. Someone might have a rupture with minimal discomfort. Someone might not be able to weight bear. So, um, it, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna depend, and that's where you need a, a, a professional opinion whether you need to put it in a boot for a number of weeks or just deload it. Um, but once that calms down, then obviously we, we still need to build up that tissue tolerance again and, and try and restore uh, normal function.
0: It's definitely, I always use the idea of a ladder and, and you're going to be on the ladder. You just need to see someone to see where you are on the ladder. But a lot of people will be right down the bottom. And they'll do what's necessary to climb a few rungs and be able to kind of weight bear again. But then they'll go out running and they haven't climbed up the other rungs. So however yeah. severe or mild your case is, you just got to, do the next runs before you can hope to kind of run normal without symptoms. Um, but yeah, it depends, Lassie, I'm afraid. Not a specific answer to that. Um, maybe comment back, Lassie, what have you been, what are you doing in the moment? What have you been given? What have you been told? Have you seen anybody? And if so, what are you doing? That'd be interesting to know.
1: I think um, um, it's, you know, with, with imaging and well, we haven't discussed it, and, um, you know, imaging, it, it has its place, but it can also you know lead to some kinesiphobia and catastrophizing you know if we hearing we've got tears or um, changes in structure it it puts people off loading that tissue as well so um, you know we need to be educated on you know what's the right amount of load we can tolerate Um, and yeah just having a better understanding of pain in the heel um, so we so we get some confidence in actually uh, loading it up rather than resting it or deloading it
0: how do you decide if imaging is necessary or not and how can imaging change the treatments you might give someone
1: yeah so i think if they're not responding to a a robust sort of um, treatment program i think uh, you know over a number of months maybe four to six months or they have some other sinister sort of symptoms or red flags then we'd obviously get some imaging um, it's definitely not required straight away for if clinically there's, there's signs of plantar fasciitis, but um, yeah, it does have its place. Um, you know, we things like uh, stress fractures and um, you know rare, rare tumors and things like that. So um, it's just being um, you know being aware of other other sources of heel pain and, and not missing them. But yeah, most, so, most
0: yeah. cases. Uh, we so don't if X-ray aren't working, if what you no should be working doesn't work then we get imaging not jumping in too quickly i think a lot of runners are straight away like i need to get it or somebody will suggest them, oh you need to get a mri and ultrasound on that it's work out what's going on it doesn't really work in that order does it
1: yeah it doesn't really give us the answer that's right
0: uh, timothy's there yet Timothy is championing load management as well how imperative it is going forwards very true uh, what's alan got going on here alan 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 if you've had plantar fasciitis once is it likely it'll be a reoccurring problem mm can't say it depends again on this, I'm afraid, Hamish. Can't I, I don't it. know
1: the answer to this one. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, Alan.
0: There you go. He didn't say it. I think in most running-related injuries, one of the biggest precursor is, have you had it before? I think it does open the door, yeah. doesn't it? But,
1: yeah. Uh, based off, you know, pain, the body remembers injuries and previous experiences. So, yeah, probably potentially more likely i'm not sure if there's any research but there could be out there Um, might have to look up look it up after this
0: i think that's why it's so important to try and talk it through with your therapist and work out why it happened in the first place a lot of runners don't do that they'll deal with it and they'll maybe manage to get rid of it but they haven't actually worked out why they've gone in the first place so they just go and do the same thing again and guess what it's come back again so Mm we're sometimes we're our worst enemy it's very sometimes you can't work out what caused it but you got to have a real good dig around and try and work out why is it a bad training or footwear or what is whatever it is. Try and work it out.
1: The um, gonna... the the fear of it reoccurring can also be a problem as well and holding people back. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that you know avoid running or not doing as much running because they don't want it to return and, and be so debilitating. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's a normal sort of worry.
0: Yeah, a lot of the online. Are you doing online consultations at the moment? Is that big and. In...
1: Uh, we've done a few, but because we can see people in clinic now, it's you know, oh, people, your different, people yeah. f- prefer to come in. Yeah.
0: I think in the UK, because we're still, well, depends if you're an allied professional, you can see people now. But what you can get out of an online consultation and have the kind of red flags checked for, you get peace of mind a lot. A lot of the online consultations I'm doing at the moment... Is a case where I'm checking I'm getting rid of some things which mean actually yeah, you've got to really get this checked out now and just that peace of mind can bring symptoms down incredibly and I see that an awful lot um, so again I'm, I mean for example Steve's come back to me now thank you I haven't been to see an expert yet um, just I know what it's like runners do fear that if they get involved with a therapist then it's just gonna be all you <sighs> Or like, look at that. Yeah, you're going to need six of these. But if you pay for five, then I'll give you the six ones for free. It's all a bit of a car salesman thing. But if you find yourself a reputable therapist, they should be able to help you an awful lot just with a 30 minute conversation. Okay, 100%. it's not as good as face to face, is it? But there's an awful lot you can help with.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Just um, yeah, individual individualising that education to that to that person, and yeah, listening to their story, and yeah, there's so much. You can get out of a session or two
0: definitely um and when it comes to finding a therapist don't necessarily always jump to what another runner in the club has seen or something you now you've got a few little ideas we'll continue with the fascia now you've just got to say do you use fasciitis fight and then you'll know whether that therapist is actually reputable or not it'll make it easier (laughs) for you but it's tricky to find a therapist just by word of mouth because what worked for one person might just be coincidence you know you might have one runner who slaps their ass with a kipper for five days and the plantar fasciitis goes but it doesn't necessarily mean that that kipper was responsible for getting rid of the pain so you can't always guarantee that what people do is actually responsible for it so have a little look at the evidence follow the evidence runners are they up to date um sharon is just still talking to trevor i'm not going to even put that up get a room you two sort it out um trevor 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 oh look talking to brad there he is go miss gents get a fasciitis fine under your feet mate oh, good day, brad. <laughs> we were just talking about you brad beforehand thanks for joining us um yeah talking about evidence-based practice just have a look at brad's um, website and yeah. have a look at some of his guests you've been on the show a few times haven't you mind you you two have got history haven't you
1: yeah me and brad went to uni uh started back in 2001 so we've known each other for a while there you
0: go uh, good to see you in here brad thank you um just checking down now uh, Trevor started talking to me in Spanish for some reason. Um, are you okay, Trevor? She you need some help? Hola, ¿cómo está? ¿Estás bien? Perfecto. Mark Nisley's in the house. How are you as well? Oh, Simon Spooner. There we go. Um, Simon Spooner, Morrissey at Ali's quoting papers now. Here we go. If we needed research, long pops Simon Management Applied to Heal Pain: A Best Practice Guide, synthesizing systematic review with expert clinical reasoning and patient values. There we go. Um, research today is kindly sponsored by podiatrist and all-round good bloke Simon Spooner. Jodie, we've got a question. Oh, no, it's not Jodie. Jodie, under what circumstances would you recommend wearing orthotics for PF? There we go. Do you work with podiatrists or do you – what's your deal on orthotics, Hamish?
1: Um, Orthosis, so, yeah, I've worked with podiatrists in the past. Um, They have their their place uh, like all these other treatments for some people. For some people, they don't. um, And I, I guess that's where it comes down to speaking to your professional. Um, if we look at the research, I think there's there's mixed sort of data coming in. I suppose we need to speak to, like, uh, Ian Griffiths um, for some more detail on, on We don't on need this. to speak
0: to Ian Griffiths. We've got Simon Spooner <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Simon, um, you can come back to answer that if you want. I'm sure you're going to rattle off a few papers now on orthotics and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, do it's you… A,
1: it, yeah, I think, um, like, you, you, comparing your customs to your prefabs um, hasn't hasn't shown too much difference but then it's it's hard to do a study you know, I think um for orthoss and, and there's uh, so many variables so um, yeah it, it, um, it, it's it's going to depend it's another another maybe
0: as far as I can see you could fit it in with one of these things which could help offload tissue it might give it a symptoms for a while, but it's probably again not going to fix anything you're not going to get necessarily Strong enough to handle load better by sticking an orthotic, uh, orthotic device in your foot. Yeah, either. it's
1: you're like you like I said. It's just likely to offload or shift the load, so it's going to feel more comfortable, which is not a bad thing. It's, um, no,
0: it could be really important if you if, yeah. if you need desensitise a little bit and get used to being able to walk or run without pain and I
1: like to, uh, ta- like some taping early on, some low die taping. Mm-hmm. You know, that that can be really uh, comforting for the for the person. Uh,
0: yeah yeah i had a bit of an allergic reaction to that stuff i haven't worn tape for ages and i put some on and yeah and then it's so good oh it's awful well, it wasn't awful but it was just a bit disturbing because i'm a bit sensitive at my later years in life now but i just had to buy some stuff to put underneath it was all good in the end um let's move on to lassie what we've got to say um blah blah, blum, blum lassie i've just seen the doctor i was told to stretch of course you were stretching cures everything lassie have you been told that yet i think that's way too early i was out sprinting last weekend where it happened also oh, this happened last weekend okay and it's being diagnosed has it been diagnosed with the rupture then how do you know if it's a rupture already i'm trying not to weight bear too much um and make gentle movement and i agree about the ladder you need to build up the strength of the tissue again slowly thanks for answering, guys no worries at all it's such a handout isn't it stretching this is why i get a bit of reputation of slagging it off so much but it's just the go-to solution for everything isn't it just stretch it make you feel better yeah shame uh, and that's a gp it's, it is handed out too much um but hey and that's another thing guys just don't always you can't always assume that just because someone's got a certificate or a title even if it's a gp they're going to give you evidence-based advice you can't assume it unfortunately um you can't do it ask your gp if he's got a fasciitis fighter Right, right let's get rid of that um fine right so let's move on to oh, actually simon spoon is back in the house <laughs> here we go nice to know i have my place there we are Um studies have shown oh have not been designed well in terms of foot orthosis design variables nor dosing it's true it's a big thing now isn't it dosing with orthotic devices that's where they're supposed to be used for as opposed to correcting some um poor structure but do show foot orthoses are yes. efficacious good word he's so educated right let's um it shouldn't be too much of a jump for people looking at that photo on the screen to move from there to there although i wish i could magnify that a little bit how did that come about i mean you obviously saw this paper and what was the time difference and yeah talk me through the process of where you thought hold on that might be a better solution
1: um yeah so i was i was it was around or just after 2014 obviously uh maybe 2015 16 i was uh using using that study and that that exercise in the clinic and and seeing some some good results um and and i think i was just out running one day and i, I had this little light bulb moment that this rolling towel was was a bit annoying for for patients and they were often um you know, not, when you'd ask them to repeat it in the clinic, they weren't really doing it correctly or or not doing it because it was a bit of a hassle. So I was out running and I saw, I think it was just a gentleman doing some random calf raises on a on a bench that had a sort of lip on it and his toes were hooked over it. And it just gave him this little idea that we could just um, come up with a little, some sort of device that, that mimicked the rolled up towel. And so, yeah, that was just an idea for quite a few years. And then I thought, oh, i better better try and get this uh, idea sorted before someone else does um, because I'm not that smart so someone else would would think of it and uh, yeah so eventually well it took a fair bit of effort and time but I I brought um, the fasciitis spider to market.
0: I can see it doing really well. I'd love to have seen a a dragon. Do you have Dragon's Den in Australia?
1: Uh, Is it like a shark tank thing or?
0: Kind of investment thing where you have to pitch in front of three really rich yeah, yeah, people
1: yeah, yeah. it's yeah.
0: a perfect thing to bring along I'd love to imagine you doing that it's such a simple solution isn't it I remember when the whole paper came out and it was one of those classic cases where I was trying to get clients to do this with a towel and just in my mind going this is so not working this is so uncomfortable for them they're never going to do this at home but then this steps in but it's only useful if people kind of use it obviously um and if people know about it and why it's working,
1: yeah, what's some yeah, yeah.
0: Advantages? I, What? the i Well, ahead?
1: just kind of, It's like we've discussed, and you know, there's just the one study and it, you know, it was quite a small study. So we can't sort of say, you know, loading is, is what's going to help because it, you know, we just can't say that yet. Um, there's actually another study um, by Henrik real being done at the moment called the Fix heel trial. So he's, He's, uh, it's quite a bigger study with 180 people comparing heavy slow resistance training, heavy slow resistance training with corticosteroid injection, um, and then a third group which is just education. Um, so, so we'll have to wait and see what that shows as well. Um, but it, it, you know, it's it's more just getting some strength through the through the foot and improving some load tolerance, like any injury. Uh, I think also just the process of placing some load through the foot and and getting some confidence and so I think there's a number of different reasons why it potentially helps um also a number of potential reasons why it doesn't help people as well so yeah you know it's definitely not a a silver bullet but uh yeah I, I think it's a it's a good option to to try if people are uh not um you know improving with their plantar fasciitis issues.
0: It's very big of you to say. I'm glad you're you're continuing this kind of trait I've got of ultra modest people being guests on OneChat Live. You're kind of sitting there going, "Yeah, it could work. I don't know." Don't forget, there's just one study with a small population size. <laughs> <No>. it's <laughs> what you said afterwards is so true. It we might not know how it works, but on so many levels, like you've mentioned, like confidence having that structure even just having something we used to say placebo is an ugly word but creating that context where you've got an actual tool which you're going to use you've been told it's going to help It's it's going to help with exercise adherence i mean you can doubtlessly put more load through the whole mechanism there by forcing that toe into extension you try doing a the exercise without it and then compare it with it and there's no doubt that it's kind of harder with it so um yeah much easier than a towel much 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 easier and also like we we're talking of air consistency you can see your improvement you can actually see if you're getting stronger rather than just towers positioned slightly differently or something
1: yeah it's um, just a, it's just a bit more comfortable it's evo foam. It, it, you know it's it's reasonably dense but it, it has some um cushion to it so yeah um, well,
0: Stephen king who's also one of your compatriots isn't he g'day steven <laughs> Yeah, um, just what a legend Great tool for runners and therapists. Actually, you're kiwi, aren't you? You mentioned. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is why if just I didn't say it at the time, but looking if you're watching the replay of this and it sounds like um Hamish is saying watch out for the tears. He's not talking about crying, it's just how they say tears. They will say tears. It's like that's why you say it, isn't it? You it? You're saying there'll be tears. They can't actually pronounce it differently than that. So there might be tears when you're doing the exercise or when But we're actually talking about tears, just a tears, pronunciation. Tears. Yeah. That's Go right. on, say, say, say tears.
1: Which tears? Say tears. tears? Tears, tears, and tears. Muscle tears? tears. Muscle tears? My accent's uh, sort of like a mix now between an Aussie and a Kiwi, probably even more Aussie. I've been there for 20 yeah. years, so yeah.
0: I love accents. Right. Um, so thanks Stephen for that. Um Trevor Burbick has come back now. Oh sorry, Burbick. Burchick but chick yeah. uh, Sir Trevor, is there a link to the paper on the fighter? Um it's not the paper on the fighter, is it? The paper the, the fighter
1: the, the fighters the based off the towel from the yeah, yeah. paper.
0: So we'll put that in the comments. Um but yeah, there will be Trevor. There will be something you can read uh, for that. Yeah, there's the not story. a study on the fighter one day eventually yeah well there could have been oh we'll see um fantastic right let's go with that okay if you guys have got any more questions we're getting now to 153 so it is getting a little bit towards hamish's bedtime definitely just check that's if there's any new messages in here that's fine um whilst people are thinking of any other questions hopefully we've given you some of the do's and don'ts and you can be thinking about loading particularly that's the message today it might not be the solution for everybody but it's definitely worth trying as a conservative method right mate um we've also said i've been advertising for a while people who buy tickets for lunch at live conference um we're going to draw one now so i need you to pick a number we're doing it traditionally obviously you can't reach out but a number between 1 and 49 um to um see who gets a fasciitis fighter we must say before people get too excited there is a chance you might have to pay for um the uh, custom tax on it, but we'll see. We'll see what we can do with that. Right, go on if then, that, we'll Give if me a number. The, if,
1: that, if the winner, if the winner has a PayPal account, I'll I'll send them the the fee for that as well.
0: Oh, that's very beefy. Thanks, Hamish. Right, I've been excited since I've been cutting these up. So give me the number, mate.
1: Let's go. Number eight.
0: Eight. Right. Um, whilst we're looking, whilst I'm looking for that number, um, what have you got in the pipeline? What's new for you? So you're seeing people now. How long have you been able to see people for in, in Australia? For
1: it never, it never stopped. It never stopped. We, <laughs> yeah, it was an essential service. Um, right. So uh, I actually had a bit of time off because it was a bit of an unknown. So I had sort of five weeks off. Um, but yeah, I've been back at work for for a while now. So yeah, I, I work in the clinic three days a week and fasciitis fighters a couple of days a week.
0: So. You studied in London, didn't you, as well? You're no stranger to the UK, are you? Oh, yeah. I worked in London at the, um, a few
1: different hospitals as a locum. Yeah. Um, Royal, big Royal Free Hospital in Hampstead Heath, I think. Yeah, oh, back yeah. in 20, 20, 2008 to 10, So Cool. Very nice. Yeah.
0: Right. I found number eight. Just proof. Uh, no, that's not proof cool. at all. Oh, yeah. You can see an eight there, kind of. There you go. Right. Okay. So, person who is getting... I love these things. Just do excite me. And the winner is oh i'm pleased about that there you go well i'll be pleased if anybody won but there we go it's there's the winner emma bergen kisby you have just got yourself a fantastic uh, fasciitis fighter which has obviously been signed by the creator um, <laughs> beautiful moment and emma's in the uk um, so i will pass on your details and uh, we'll sort that out with you you've probably got one already knowing you and how good a therapist um, you are but um hey there's another one on the way. Right, thanks for doing that, Hamish. Um, no worries. So we were joking
1: yeah. earlier about how Matt um, still uses the manual uh, pick a number out of the, the bowl instead of a,
0: yeah, such web- a bad
1: website auto auto.
0: Exciting! That makes my day oh, more than great. anything. Apart from talking to you, it just makes my day. I love the idea. If I was a professional person, I just would have used some online generator of random exactly. names or just even just picked a person and just said Hamish hey, just say number three and I'll just have a number three's in my bowl. no 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 it doesn't work that way in my channel it doesn't work that way at all um thanks so much for joining us so if people want to contact you on some more information what's the best way Hamish
1: uh just email uh, info at um, there you go. do you
0: blog much at all do you write stuff
1: uh I don't really have much time, to be honest, with a three-year-old and one-year-old and doing fasciitis fighter and running my own physio practice. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit of social media. It's, uh, yeah.
0: But you're, you're out there on a few podcasts. There's another one here now. If people search for you, then I'm, you're, you're out and about, haven't you? Um, so, yeah, there's lots of information people can read about you and your stuff. Hamish
1: the, Hamish the physio on I'm social
0: media. Um, do you do conferences? Do you talk? Do you take it around the no, country? I'm n- I'm
1: not that important. <laughs> but
0: you are. It's way too I, honest. Um, I so uh modest. I,
1: I was thinking of doing some uh going to some conferences just before all this COVID um took off, so yeah, that might be on the back burner for a while.
0: I think it should be. You've got to get out there. You just need someone like Stephen or yeah, to uh to grab you by the collar and get you around the country a little bit. It'd be definitely great to get you over to the UK. Maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, when everything's back to normal again, we'll get you over to the UK. You can come to Runchat Life Conference. Would you do that, do you think? For sure. We had Bartold over. He came all the way from...
1: Adelaide. Is he in Adelaide? Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide?
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Bartold comes over. Anyway, we'll have a chat. Thank you so much again for joining us. Um, uh, I will send you back down to the lobby now, but then I'll say goodbye to people and then come down and join you and just say goodbye properly. Okay? But thanks very much. Thanks for much. joining us, everyone. Thank you very much, Hamish vickerman aka Hamish the Physio, creator of the Fasciitis Fighter. All right, people. Well, that hour's zoomed by very, very quickly, and um, too quickly. But hey, that's how life goes. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to sell kippers. Who um, put that down? Ordering the kipper now. It's always comes into my head, Kippers slap myself with a kipper in the rain or something. Yeah, things might get better, but it's not the kipper. I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, um ordering the fasciitis fighter now. Um, yeah, it's available um Amazon, it's available on the website. In fact, if you go to I did I've got a little screenshot here somewhere. There we are. Let's bring this up before we say there we go. Yeah, so if you go to um if you Google freshly fight it will come up. But there is a button which says UK store, so you can order it through the UK. Um, it is available, or you can go on Amazon, whatever you prefer. Um, so yeah, right. Thanks for joining us. Um, have I got anything else to say? We've drawn the winner. Congratulations, Emma again. Let me check my crib sheet. instead of forgotten. Oh, uh, thank you very much. I've got to say thank you to uh, the 888 of you who joined me for therapy live. um What a great event! If anyone did go and watch it. Um, 22,000 people or something online tuning in, which is why they probably had so many problems in the morning and some of the, some of the presentations weren't quite working. But yeah, um, it, was, it was thrilling to see so many people come along and listen to my little 30 minutes on uh, putting the evidence back. Um, I, I forgive the 21,112 who didn't come along. That's fine. Obviously, you had technical problems, but hey, all the presentations are available on therapistlearning.com. Um, It's £50 if you are interested, but you are getting 73 presentations. Um, So it's kind of like 68p um, a presentation. And as far as CPD goes, well, if you're a therapist, you can do much better. But I tell you what, if you're runners and you'd like to get the geek on, then I would recommend it as well. Um, So it's just therapistlearning.com, fondly known as TL.C, which is clever. I'll see what they did there. And, uh, yeah, for 50 quid, you get access to all of the presentations, all 73 of them. Um, so I would recognize, uh, recognize, I would recommend that you take a little trip there, particularly if you're a therapist. It'll give you CPD for the next two years. Um, those of you who enjoyed my presentation, I will be uploading, as I promised, six further videos, which go into a little bit more detail on putting the evidence back into stretching, into shoes, into pain science, into running form, to getting analysis, etc. And also all of the speakers, nearly all the speakers from Unchecked Live Conference 2019 are going to be loaded on there as well. Um, so if you did enjoy people like Ian Griffiths um, uh, at Therapy Live and who else was at Therapy Live? Um, Derek Griffin, Mike James, they're all going to be, they're all speakers at 2019 conference. But We've also got Jeff Esculia, Chris Johnson, Izzy Moore, Jack Chu, Paul Westwood, Paul Coker. So yeah, therapistlearninganyway.com is the place to have a little check out for your CBD for the next five years. Right, people, thank you very much for putting up with me for another hour. I hope you have um, had some nice information about plant fasciitis, particularly if you're a runner. Um, let the conversation continue. Use the various comments and the posts I've got in running community to ask and answer. Um, I will definitely keep an eye on it and help with any questions. If there's anything which Hamish needs answering, then I'll contact him and get an answer from the horse's mouth as it was. Um, but, yeah, don't let it stop now. Let the communication going. share it. And um, we'll be back. I'm not quite sure when the next Run Chat Live is. We might have a little bit of a break now. Um, but, um, yeah, I will see you very soon. Keep an eye out on the social posts. I'm at Run Chat Live everywhere. And uh, we will be back with a fantastic new guest uh, very soon. And it will hopefully stream to running community as well. Right. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep staying safe. Let's do everything we can to avoid a second peak. It's up to you whether it happens or not. It really is up to you and the people around you. So look after each other bye-bye you're listening to run chat live podcast putting the evidence back into running injury and performance